still just like while I'm up here, what's going on? Like whatever. I see this person step out of this car, and all I see is like, what? This is probably what two thousand like eight, two thousand seven. I see. The- <laughs> Listening to the Sweet Nostalgia Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sweet Nostalgia Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Gonzalez, and hi. <laughs> um, I'm excited to be back talking with you guys. I really am starting to look forward to these like episodes like recording these episodes and having these little sessions to just sit down and talk about things it's just nice it's relaxing so I hope I continue to look forward to this but first I want to just say thanks for everyone being patient I know I was having issues kind of with getting my second episode on time and as you guys know, I feel like I say it in every episode at some at some point. I'm new to this, so I'm trying my best to figure out what schedule and everything works the best for me and for my editor. And yeah, it's a, it's a trial and error, you know, trial and error, like cycle kind of going on. Um, right now in the beginning of this, but it's okay. It's only to make myself better. So I did want to just say thank you so much um, for being patient and understanding. And yeah, let's go ahead and just get on into this episode for today. So the other day, I spent some time with my beautiful best friend, Daphne, and my godson, Carter. And we went to the mall to just kind of, like, my friend had, like, gift cards and stuff. And we were like, you know, we haven't been to the mall in forever, so let's just go. So we went. And while we were there, um, my godson got to make his first Build-A-Bear, which was just so cute and exciting. And that actually was his first time making a -A Build-A-Bear, but I got him his first Build-A-Bear when he was, like, a few months old, um, I went and like made it at the little factory and got it for him. And it was a cute little bunny and God knows where that thing is now, (laughs) but my godson's five now. So it's okay. Like I get it. Kids like lose stuff. It's okay. But I really did love being there, you know, with him, you know, for him to make his own because I loved Build-A-Bears as a kid. Like I, they were one expensive, so, I mean, especially if you have siblings, like, if you have a sibling near your age, you understand, because it's, like, whatever you have, your sibling's gonna get, so, it might not be that expensive for one kid, however, if it comes to, like, two or more, that's when it's, like, okay, this is kind of pricey, um, but I did make a few and I just love that as a kid. Like it was just one of those like nostalgic feelings of excitement where you would like go in the mall or you would pass by it or you knew it was at the mall and like your parents probably dreaded even walking past because they already knew, but it was so fun. Like even now, 
at my grown ass age of 24, I still love Build a Bear. Like, it's lit and it's just cute. And I felt really not emotional, but it just felt really special to just be there with him because I felt like that was a core memory. You know what I mean? Anyone that's like around kids, or if you guys have like younger siblings or children of your own or whatever, you know, it's so cool when you see like a child experiencing something and you're like, I swear that's going to be like a core memory that that kid's going to remember, you know, like their first this or that or trip or whatever. I just feel like those moments are so special. And I have so many moments in my life where it just makes me happy to just reminisce on like, you know, memories there's good ones, there's bad ones, and they're just, they're done. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, when you have a memory, you can't ever experience that, that whatever experience again. So it's, you know, to look back and have such a positive experience on anything or such a, like, a warm, fuzzy feeling on anything that makes you feel happy or nostalgic, like, to me, it means a lot because I live for that. I I could sit down with like friends or family or whatever and just talk about like memories and stories growing up. And like I love sitting and listening to other people's stories and memories growing up. I don't know why. It might be it's because like a little glisten in their eye. Like you ever notice someone talk about something and it's like they kind of get brought back into that moment. That's how I feel about childhood. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm obviously grateful to have that experience and to even look at childhood like that, because unfortunately, you know, not every child has even a childhood or, you know, has at least a positive childhood where they can look back on those moments. And I feel like a lot of those people may feel like they have to kind of compensate by making memories and having fun and healing their inner child, you know, as an adult, um, which you can still do. But, you know, in my case, I loved it. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Just looking through things through those innocent eyes. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm hoping that makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like as a kid, your eyes look at the world through like a kaleidoscope, like everything is so new and fun and scary and everything above. Like it's just all of the feelings because you're experiencing so many things for the first time and you're like having first emotions and I don't know. And I kind of miss it because I feel like once you see the bad in the world, like once you see the anxiety and the violence and all that stuff I think it makes things like blurry like it, it I don't know I feel like you just can't look at the world again after you see some of the like bad stuff out there and yeah you can never see the world as you did as a kid and it sucks like it really does suck sometimes but it's the way of life like it has to happen. You know, the world isn't a perfect place. So you can't have that expectation for it. However, 
I mean, you know, it sucks, of course. Like, you know, when you, like, when Santa was real, that type of thing. Or Tooth Fairy. Like, I don't know. Those are just, like, innocent things where it's, like, I think what it really is is that you may not know about all the bad in the world, so you think that, like, everything's possible. You know, like, as a kid, if you're, like, okay, if a Tooth Fairy, if a fa- if there's a fairy out there that's, ju- like, nine to five, is to collect teeth and drop off money. That's lit. And like, period for her. And if she can do that, I can do anything. Like, I think that's kind of what I mean. Like the mindset as a kid, where it's like all the possibilities are like unstoppable and you can do this and be that. And then it's like, once you start realizing like, wait, okay, the tooth fairy isn't a real fairy that's working a nine to five. It's just my parents that work a nine to five. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, oh, like, wah, wah, wah. Like, reality starts setting in. And like I said, I do understand that's life. Like, you have to kind of have a healthy mentality to understand that, you know, that's just the, the what is it? The circle of life. Like, whatever. You know, you have to deal with it. But it's not fun. <laughs> it's definitely not as fun as it was when you were a kid. Um, but yes, I want to kind of discuss memories that I had as a kid or just things that just bring me nostalgic because it's a sweet nostalgia damn podcast. So like I said at the beginning, you know, disclaimer, these are my experiences. This is my perspective as a child. I do understand that everyone has different perspectives and I understand, I respect that, but I'm here to only talk about the experience, you know, that I have. And yes, so first things first, this is just an experience. This isn't even like, like this is a memory, but this is just more like an experience that I had as a kid that I would just love to experience just one more time. You know, like there's just those things. And if I could just fall asleep in the car and like have my parent like pick me up and put me in the house. That was amazing. Those were great times. Especially when you know you're fake sleeping. Like you just too lazy to like walk all the way into the house or whatever. That's like one of those feelings. Like that's one of those things where I'm just like to feel to experience that one more time. So great. Such a cool feeling. I don't know. And that's all I'm saying about them. Like, I know that was really random, but no, I know that's like really random, but that really is just like, I know, I know it's random, but that's an experience that I thought about the other day. And I was like, damn, to experience that again, like life was so so much more simpler then, so much more enjoyable. Like, wow. What was I worried about? Nothing. I didn't even have to get out of the car if I fell asleep in the car. And then, you know, it sucked when you got older. Or you started getting heavy, and then that's when it was like, wake up. And you were like, wake up? Like, for real? That's where we're at? You want me to actually walk my two feet to the door now? Like, that was like a tragic moment. Now, this is something else that I was thinking about. And yes, like, this whole experience of me going to the mall with my godson and my best friend, that literally did just bring back all the memories. Because I was just looking at the kids that were also, like, three or four having their like first time build a bear or whatever 
and it was just so cute to watch and it just got me thinking of like you know just your mindset and how like excited or lit you got about like the most simplest things and one thing that I feel like majority of people can understand was like the coolest thing was leaving school early if you left school early doesn't matter the time whatever it was lit like it was just like I mean obviously like you're leaving school early it was like the reactions of the other kids that was crazy you would just be in class and then I remember growing up my elementary school we had the little bell like the intercom thing and it would just go off from the office and it'd be like Brittany Gonzalez can leave early and then the whole class is just like oh like yeah like I don't know it was like everybody was lit for you and it was like wow thanks guys like I'm also excited and whenever I started thinking about this like just how lit leaving early was as a kid I remembered this prime memory that I have as a kid that I will remember for the rest of my life and it was amazing so I have, I'm the youngest. I have an older brother and I have an older sister. Me and my sister are only three years apart and me and my brother are like 16 years apart. Which some people are like, oh wow, really? And then other people are like, well, I don't know. Like it has its pros, it has its cons. Like there were things where it was lit, like the story I'm about to tell, like perfect example of why it's lit to have a brother that is 16 years older than you. However, there were other times where I'm like, damn, like, you know, I wish me and my brother could have played like toys as like a child, like when he was a child, because by the time I was born or I was formulating memories, he was like graduated from high school. But I remember when I was in the fourth grade, I was in class and I remember this day we had these little like projects or something we were presenting. And I remember this so vividly, like I could close my eyes and just like roll the clip, you know, so I'm going to try to paint a picture for you guys. So I was in school um, or I was in class and I remember I had just gotten done with my presentation with my little group and I was sitting down and randomly I remember the little intercom thing went off and everybody was kind of just like, like, you know, everybody got quiet, like, ooh, what's going on? Somebody in trouble, somebody leaving early, what's going on? Like, what's the tea? And I remember the thing went off and it was like, hi, miss, whatever. Um, Brittany Gonzalez can leave early today. Like, can you get Brittany's bag together or whatever so she can leave early? And of course, you know, whole class lit. Whole class is acting like we're all leaving early. But like also appreciate that. We love the energy. So we're, I'm like, you know, class is like, ooh, like, ooh. And I remember like one of my friends asked me like where are you going and I honestly didn't know because normally my parents are going to let me know like first leaving early was not really a thing okay my mom is black my dad is Hispanic so my parents like you know they were working we were not just staying at the house just to be staying at the house okay they didn't play that and even when they made appointments, like they very rarely made an appointment that was on the school day. Like unless that was like the physical I had to have for the school year and or whatever or sports and it had to be on like a work day. That's the only way that I'm getting out early. Like 
my parents didn't play that shit. So I remember my friend asked me, like, oh, where are you going? And I honestly was like, girl, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. And now that you asked me that, I'm kind of about to stress out because why am I leaving early? Like, my parents didn't tell me I was leaving early. Like, I don't have an appointment. I don't have nothing, you know. And at that point, my brother was in his 20s. He lived in Raleigh, you know, working, obviously. Like, we saw him, but he still had his life. So, you know, he was living his life. So I was just in there like, girl, why am I leaving early? Like, now I'm kind of scared. So I remember I get my book back, and I swear the expression on my face did change. Like, once she asked me that, and I started thinking, been an overthinker since a child. <laughs> Love that. Just kidding. So I was kind of, like, excited at first. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did somebody die? Like, what's going on? And I remember I walked from my classroom up to the office. And I remember as I'm walking in, I'm like, like I said, I'm terrified. I'm like, is it going to be my mom crying? Is it going to be my dad crying? Like, why am I leaving early? What's going on? So I turn the corner and I see my brother sitting there. And that was a shock, you know, because... My brother at that point, I think he was living in Raleigh, which is kind of like 45 minutes, an hour away from us, which wasn't like, you know, crazy far. But still, like I said, he was in his like 20s at this point, living his life, working and like, you know, saw us when he could. But I was just like, what what you doing here? What you doing back in, you know, Mevin? And he was like, hey. And I was like, hey, I gave him a hug, whatever. And he was like, yeah, like, I got a surprise for you, so I just wanted to pick you up. And I was like, okay, like, okay, I kind of like surprises. Let's see what's going on. So I go out with him. We walk into the car, and when we get to the car, I see my sister there in the car. And then I also see, like, two of my brother's friends. And I'm like... Like, I don't know why I tried to act shocked that my sister, like, of course, if he's going to pick me up early, like, did I think he wasn't going to stop by, you know, the sixth grade, the middle school to pick her up? But I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So we get in the car and he did not tell us where we were going. He did not. He was just kind of like, look, I'm going to get y'all a happy meal and we're going to drive and you'll see where we're going. And I was just like, okay. So we're in the car chilling, having a grand time. And then we start getting close. You know, we start getting off the interstate. So I'm trying to use my context clues, <laughs> be some, what is it, Judy Moody, whatever. The, not Judy Moody. What was the book of the girl that, like, solved cr- mysteries? What the hell was her name? Judy B. Jones? Was that her? Or no, she calls a ruckus. I don't think she was solving any cra- any crimes. I forgot. Nancy Jones, maybe, I don't know. I feel like I'm naming everybody. Either way, I was in there in that car, like, I'm going to figure out where we're going. Because I like surprises, but I also am like, unless you're amazing at, surpri- like, surprising people, like, I'm probably going to read the room and figure out what it is. So, we get off the interstate. We're kind of in traffic for a little bit. So, I'm like, hmm, what are we doing? And then we make a turn at the PNC Arena. And I I start realizing that we are going to the state fucking fair. Now, I mean, come on. Imagine you're in fourth grade and you get picked up early. And it's not like I got picked up at like, you know, what school let out like 2.30 or something in elementary school. It's not like I got picked up at that time. Like I got picked up at like 11. So I was like, ooh, 
I was barely at school. So I, the, like, I was so lit. Me and my sister, when we realized that we were going to the state fair and that we left school early to go to the state fair, you couldn't tell me nothing. You could not tell me shit. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so lit. And like, my parents took us to the state fair for sure. But it's completely different when you go to the state fair with like an older brother or like your favorite cousin than if you go with your parents. I love my parents and we and they made sure that we would go. We had a great time. I loved it. Loved it. However, your parents, they're going to be like on the way, they're going to sit there thinking of like, what do I need to tell them? How do I need to tell them not to ask for like everything? You know, like that was how it was it was like okay yeah you might can get like a little snack as in like you can get some candy or like one little dessert but you're not about to be at the state fair asking for any and everything like come on no so when you go with your parents they're they're thinking about that like you know they don't want to get a wristband because they're like oh it's expensive which it is I'm not like just like now as an adult I'm not disagreeing with them like dead ass going to the state fair with a child is like world war three it's so hard like you want it to be such a fun easy time but like the odds of that happening sometimes are very low um you know so when you go with your parents you have to think about that and not having too much sugar all the boring stuff but when you're with like your older sibling or like a favorite cousin or uncle aunt whatever you know the lit ones they don't care you're about to have a ball so we were lit and I remember we pull up, like we finally parked the car because, you know, it's a process. You're going to be in parking for a minute, then you're going to park the car, then you got to walk in. So that's going to take like 20, 30 minutes. So as we're walking in, I'm so excited. My sister, so excited. My brother, brother my I was going to say my Brandon because <laughs> my brother's name is Brandon. My brother was like, okay, look, like first thing we do when we get in, we're going to get you guys wristbands. And then, you know, whatever, we're going to start riding rods, playing games, doing the whole thing. So we're walking in and where we parked was like right near the PNC arena, like as in where the show is, because I don't know if the state fair is the same in every state, but in North Carolina, like we would have like performances, like, you know, on the either on like certain days when the state fair was there or on every day there was like a performance and you can buy tickets to go see. And I don't know if the performances stayed the same because I know state fair travels through different, through all the States. And like, that's why it's at different times for different people, but where I would, you know, live and where I'm from, it was always like the October, like the fall thing. And it was in that made it just even better that we had like a fall state fair because then, you know, you have all of those festivities and stuff too. So I know that we had a performer performing at this state fair and I don't know if they traveled. So, you know, haven't done my research, have not checked. I do not know if they traveled to like the different states and performed or if they just performed at a certain whatever. But when y'all find out who this was that was performing on this day, it was wild. So we're parking like near where the concert is and we're walking in. We done got through, you know, gave them the tickets, whatever. 
And as we're walking, we're walking by like the actual kind of outside area of the arena where the concert is. And when we're walking, I'm like holding my brother's hand, his two friends are, you know, holding my sisters. You know, we have like a whole team, you know, we're going to make sure kids don't get lost. We're going to have a great time. And as we're walking, I see these black like Escalades, you know, that are like beside us. But I was what fucking how old are you in your fourth grade? I was like, what, eight, nine. So. I'm not caring or really realizing, like, oh, that's important. I'm just like, oh, there's a car. And all of a sudden, we are walking out, um, like, we're still walking, and this Escalade that's near us opens the door, and there's people that start walking over to the door for someone to get out. And we look up, and we start seeing, like, groups of people start screaming and, like, running kind of towards our direction. Now, my brother at the time, you know, he's obviously walking with his two little sisters and then his friends. So they're already trying to make sure, like, we're safe. So when they see it, he kind of looks around. And then he realizes that who was performing was basically getting out of the Escalade beside us. And that's what they were screaming about. So he picks, he's like, oh, come here, come here, come here. So we're, like, walking over to these barricades. And he, like, puts me on his shoulders. And then he puts, like, my sister in front of, you know, like, his friends. And he was like, look, you guys, look, 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 look. Because he knew who it was, but, you know, we're I'm over here looking at fucking rods and stuff. So, you guys, all these people start running over. We're at the barricade. I don't know why we're at the barricade. My sister also is kind of looking around. And then all of a sudden, my sister starts, like, freaking out. And I'm looking at her because I'm, I'm short. I mean, right now, I'm a grown-ass woman at the ripe height of five, two and a half. So, of course, at this point, if I'm nine, I'm like a little baby shrimp. I'm small. And I'm, like, on my brother's shoulders, still just, like, while I'm up here, what's going on, like, whatever. I see this person step out of this car, and all I see is, like, what, this is probably, what, 2008, 2007. I see this man is wearing, like, one of those velvet, I wish I knew the, like, name of them. It was, like, one of those velvet, like, jackets with the zipper that would have, like, your initial on it or not like a letterman jacket but it was like this like suede velvet like jackets and they used to wear them with the matching like pantsuits he was wearing one of those like very y2k and he was wearing those snapbacks that they would like lean on the side so that's all i saw was like this like i could not even see this person's face and i was on top of like my brother's shoulders and it was so many people and like he had so many security kind of like you know making sure that like nobody stopped him going in that I saw a slither, like a corner of that man's face. And I just saw like, you know, his main, like his outfit from him walking. My sister saw the same, like a slither of his scalp and was freaking out. And then I start, start hearing people scream, Breezy, Chris Brown, Chris. And I'm like, What? You're telling me that's Chris Brown that just walked past at the state fair and like what? But when I, you know, like, of course, in the moment I was a kid, I didn't really know what was like really kind of going on. Like I knew they had people that performed, but it's not like we had social media then. It's not like I'm sitting there like, ooh, you know who's performing? Like I'm only going to the state fair because I know that there's greasy, unhealthy, good food. And there's a whole bunch of rides and like, they're animals you can feed and shit. Like, that's why I'm excited to go. So 
when I look over, my sister's like go like freaking out. Like she's like bawling her eyes out. My brother is like laughing kind of because like I don't think that he expected her to act like that. I mean, if I'm what, seven at the time, eight, and she's 10 or 11 12 whatever like I don't know that is her like first crush she would loved Chris Brown growing up like loved him so I get it I I 100% get it and if that happened to be Chris Brown I mean (laughs) if that happened to be like you know Justin Bieber who was that person when I was at that age I would have done the same exact thing so He walks in and like, I don't know. I just think that that's so lit. Like, that's so crazy that back then they really had like performers. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that right now they don't. I just mean that. When's the last time you heard of like someone performing at the state fair who was kind of small, but like up and coming, not small because he wasn't small, but he was like up and coming at the time be performing at state fairs and then be like I mean at the end of the day it don't matter if you like Chris Brown or not like it's still a household name so to kind of like experience that I'm like bro they don't do that anymore they do not do that anymore the last person I remember that was performing at the state fair that like was a name that like I knew was I'm not even joking I swear it was China and McLean like a few years ago I swear that whenever I was looking at the uh like online to like buy the state fair tickets and it has all the information it said china and mcclain was performing and like she obviously has been you know in the industry since she was very 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 young so she already had been through disney and through this network and so she was already you know a person that's well known but i have not and i do not remember of the last time you know someone was up and coming and performed at something like that and then to become who they are now and like for me to be there that's so crazy and so I remember like after that incident of course my sister's crying you know you have to calm her down and then it kind of sucked because my brother also didn't realize that Chris Brown was going to perform so of course he didn't have tickets to go see her or go see him so my sister also was probably crying because she couldn't like see the concert like she only got to see like a centimeter of that man walk past her but other than that we still had a blast like I had the best time at the state fair like I'm pretty sure I got my fucking face painted got little fairy wands and crowns and rode rides and ate so much crap I probably wasn't supposed to but it was so 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 fun like we had such a good time and that's such a memory that I'll always keep with me and I want to do that for my kids one day. Like I want to be the cool parent. And I don't mean like I'm going to allow my kids to be skipping school every day. Cause definitely fucking not like you will be going to school and getting your shit together. But like, if I have good kids, hell yeah, I'm going to want to surprise you one day and just take you to the state fair and have a lit ass day. And it was more lit because, you know, he picked us up at like 11. So by the time we got to the state fair and we were like there enjoying it, it was like 1231 And it was barely any kids there because, you know, unless they had lit ass family members too, it was a school day. So it was even more fun because you didn't really have to wait as much for like lines and all that stuff because it wasn't as busy. Not me thinking about that now as an adult when I like I was fucking seven, I couldn't have cared less. But now we're just thinking about it. It was perfect scenario. And I remember after we were there for like hours, like 
we finally started walking back. And at this point, it was dark outside. And we're walking back to the car. And like I said, you know, we parked right by the arena. So that's why we, you know, saw him get out the car in the first place. So as we're getting closer to like our, our car, you can just hear like the faint screaming. And you can literally hear like, like you can just hear Chris Brown sing the most lit song. Like those were his best. Okay, I'm not going to say those were his best songs because I mean, this man's discography at this point is come on he's been doing this for a long time but when I tell you though that was the album like I do not care if you have not and when was that that album came out in like what 2005 2006 it was the I think it literally was Chris Brown like I think that was the name of his album like his first ever album that had all the fucking hits like run it yo fucking give me that Ain't no way. Say goodbye. Like this was that time of Chris Brown where like first album went out and like he was, you know, being that man. So it was so nice and beautiful to hear as I was walking my ass past the fucking arena, like, you know, a free little concert. And I know my sister, like she was happy too, but she also was sad because she wanted to be in there. But it was so amazing. And like when I tell you that it's just so vivid, such a vivid memory. I can close my eyes right now, hear it, see it. And I just love that. And yeah, that was a lit ass experience. And I, I feel like it would have been even a more lit story if I would have had tickets to like, I know those girls because those girls that were screaming and running, of course, they were like, what Chris Brown was like 16 at that age. And they were definitely that age. They were like between 13, 14 and up. And they had their like shirts on like you. They definitely went to the fair because they were like, I'm going like, fuck the rides. I got something I want to fucking ride. Like, I'm here to see Chris Brown, um, you know, but it was so cool, like just to kind of experience that. And for that to be a day like when I woke up that morning, if God would have said, you're going to see a slither of Chris Brown's scalp today, I would have been like, God, stop playing. <laughs> you know, those are the best memories, the ones that are just so unexpected. And like you did, like didn't see it coming type of thing. I don't know. I love that. Like, it was great. Um, but yeah, the, I don't know if anyone else can let me know if they also saw Chris Brown or Chris Brown performed at their state fair. Please fucking let me know because, like I said, I don't know if he. I doubt he traveled with the whole entire fucking state fair where they go to every state. And only say that because, like, I don't know, like. Like, you're 16. Like, he had just had his album out. Like, I don't know if that would have happened. But I don't know if I just got lucky or what. But if you fucking saw Chris Brown <laughs> at the State Fair in North Carolina in, like, 2007 or whatever, six, let a bitch know. Because that sounds just so lit. So lit. Um, Lastly, something else that came to mind the other day that I just had to talk about. Because this is also a story that's kind of hilarious I mean it might not be funny for all people but most schools I went to public school and we had this thing called ISS now it was in school suspension but that's definitely like the last thing it fucking was I don't know if anyone else 
experience this at their school or if their school took that shit serious. But when I tell you that ISS was like a fucking vacation for people, it was crazy. I remember in middle school, we like, that was when ISS became a thing. And I remember, of course, when you have like the orientation, whatever, we have to meet the parents and meet the teachers. Um, they like start telling you like their rules and policies. And when we heard about ISS, we were like, oh shit. Like, not only can you get suspended and get sent home, you can have you can get suspended in school. Like, that's some shit. Like, at least if you get suspended at home, you know, you're at home. But getting suspended and then having to still go to school, that's wild. And I I was a good kid. I'm not lying. Like I said, I told y'all how my parents are. I mean, and it's not even like they were like terribly like military dad strict they weren't they just were like I expect you to do the right thing and we were like okay <laughs> and we did the right thing but I remember when like you know we first found out about ISS I feel like everybody was kind of intimidated you know it worked like the scare program you know it kind of works we were all like "Ooh, you don't want to mess with that like then I remember one day in middle school, I, like, went into the ISS room to, like, drop off. Like, one of the teachers were like, can you drop this work off or whatever? And I was like, I mean, I don't have a choice. Okay. So, I went. And when I tell you there was a substitute, so I don't know if that was what it is, they were chilling. And this is when probably, no, like, I don't, I think Facebook was out. Definitely Instagram and stuff I don't think was out yet. Maybe, like, Facebook and Twitter were out. But people were just on their phones, drawing, like, playing games, playing, I forgot what it was called. I feel like we called it something, but, like, where you would get the little paper ball and, like, shoot it in the basket whatever. It was just so much shit going on in that classroom. And I was sitting here thinking, like, wow, this has shocked me because I thought y'all were in here, like, sad. Like, I thought this was, like, a bad thing, but you're telling me y'all are in here chilling? And then it started to make sense and started to click because I was like, growing up, there was always those people that like liked to get ISS or they didn't care to get in trouble because they got in trouble so much. And you would think, like, I was thinking, oh, like, it's because they just don't care. Like, they're used to this ISS, you know, this thug life mentality. They're used to this. And then it's like, oh, no, you're just getting ISS because you know that you can just go a few fucking you know, doors down and just sit around not doing shit all day. What? Like, Loki, why did I think of that? And then it's like, I get followed up with that. Like, you didn't think of that because of the parents you have. Like, they don't care if you're sitting there not doing anything at ISS. Your ass just better not have ISS. So I remember being, like, shocked, right? And the reason I'm telling you this is because this this is important for the story I'm about to tell. So, fast forward. I'm in high school, right? And... <laughs> I, I cheered in high school. Okay. Well, I, okay. I cheered my whole life. I cheered from like age three to fucking, I think I stopped cheering when I was like 17 or 18. It was definitely my senior year of high school. Why did I stop cheering? That's a whole nother story. Um, I might tell it one day. Let's just say PTSD from my cheer coach. And let's also say that none of the other people that I grew up cheering with, you know, let's say that Maybe one person of us tried out senior year because of this person. But anyways, in high school, um, I remember, like, I cheered except for senior year. Um, And (laughs) we, let's just say, 
there was a party that happened. There was a guy, my this is my junior year. So there was a guy that was older, senior year. He used to have these parties. And I live in a small town. So just by that, you know, word gets around quick about everything and everyone. Does not matter if it's something big or something small. Someone's going to know. So, you know, being from a small town, one, there's not shit to do here. Especially when I was a kid. Like, they've built some stuff now, you know, after the fact of, like, after I graduated. But, like, stuff, there was not stuff to do. And, of course, if, you know, someone's having a party, as long as it's low-key and stuff, then it's lit. Like, people are going to want to go to it. So, this guy would throw these parties in the middle of nowhere, basically. Like, in the middle of the country. And things cabins. And if you're from Mebane or Alamance County in general, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm not naming names because I'm just like, I don't have permission to name drop these people. And if I have permission to name drop, I'll name drop. But at the end of the day, it's not that serious. And I'm not trying to get caught up. So anyways, this person used to always have these parties. And for me, like I would, I started going to parties like, yeah, like sophomore year, whatever. But I wasn't like a partier. Like even now I don't drink. I just don't see the fun in it. And then, you know, like I would drink probably like two my cards and think I was the shit. So, and like everyone else though, like literally legit, like everyone was doing the same exact thing. And there was a party. Now this person that threw the party play was of honestly was like a so one of our star athletes I think like they were really good and they played multiple sports so because we live in a small town you know word got out that this person was having these little parties and the coaches you know and teachers were getting together basically telling us at practice like telling the cheerleaders football basketball whatever you know, telling the sports teams like you know we know about these parties and you know because we know we'd advise you not to go. Now, is that going to work? No. <laughs> Fuck no, that's not going to work. I don't know what who they thought they were. Like, that's not going to intimidate anyone, one. But, I mean, they were right. Especially if, like, you know, you have a scholarship or some shit, that's, like, you know, definitely be smart. It's not that serious. And if you're in high school listening to this stuff, like, yeah, come on. I get it. Like, live your life. You want to have fun. You should experience stuff. But, be safe, you know, whatever you're doing, be safe and be smart. If you know you have a future, if you know you're going to get drug tested or whatever, be smart. Don't be an asshole. Don't throw away your future over fucking one night of partying because I promise you that party really ain't that lit. Like you might at the time those parties were lit. But then when you think about it, it's like we were standing around, you know, so be safe. Fast forward back to this party, you know, I think it was prom or I think it was after prom or whatever. Um, I don't know, though. Like I said, I'm it's still a little fuzzy. I literally had to call one of my friends, Reagan, and kind of, like, get some, like, be like, bro, did, didn't that happen? Which she was like, bro, how the fuck are you remembering this? And I was like, bro, I don't know. But I'm trying to, like, put the pieces together. But it might have been after prom. It might have just been a party. Long story short, they let us know ahead of time. Like, your asses better not be there. And... Of course, people were there. So the party happens and people go. Now, I do not remember if the cops shut this party down or not. I don't remember. I, either the cops shut this party down and that's how people started knowing about it. Or the party was just completely successful and somebody snitched and told people about it. It was one of the two. I do not remember. But one of the two happened. 
And the reason I'm bringing up ISS is because my PTSD cheer coach at the time, like, got us, you know, after practice. And I'm, yeah, she said, of course she said this in front of her. I was going to say, like, did she pull us aside? No. She had us at practice, and after we ran, she basically let us know that she had a list of names of people that went to that party after she told us not to, and that because they had warned all of the athletes or whatever about not going to the party, and we still did it, they were going to have to have ISS. Now, the crazy part about this story is, guess who went to the party? And guess who did not get ISS? Me. Now, I know some of you may be asking, like, what's going on with that? Now, like I said, I wasn't a partier like that. I would go out and drink maybe one or two White Claws, and I'm chilling. That's it. I would mostly DD, like now, like most of the time I DD for my friends. But, you know, it, I, I'm not going to get belligerently drunk and be having like a picture or something of me passed out, go around. Like, you know, that's how you get caught up. That's how you get caught up is when you start texting, calling, Instagramming or whatever, doing all this shit or just doing dumb shit, being extra, posting pictures on your Finsta. And yes, we all had those Finstas in high school, but of course, you know, there's going to be a snitch on there. Like, unless you were very particular with who you were following or who was following you, babe, the world's going to get out because it's high school. And then high school shit spreads like fucking COVID. Okay. So I, and it was the poker face I was trying to put on when she was like talking to like everyone. And I thought she was talking about me. And then she like didn't name my name. <laughs> and I had to kind of sit there and try to like, cause you think I'm about to tell her? No. First off, this lady was crazy as hell. Everyone, like anyone that cheered with me, that's listening to this knows, like they know how this person was. So, like, you really think I'm about to look at her and say, oh, I volunteer as tribute to say that I... No, fuck no. Fuck no. I wasn't there. Bitch, Casper was a ghost. You didn't see me there. So I'm sitting here, like, trying to keep a poker face and act like... Trying not to smile. Like, trying not to be, like, excited that, like, I'm not in trouble. Now... Yeah, okay. I was gonna say, because I remember the whole team, except for, like... Because this was var this was when I was on varsity. So, because, like, yeah, when you're a junior and senior, you're on varsity. And except, like, if you know, if you're really good, then I think we had, like, a few underclassmen on varsity at this point. But everyone, everyone on the cheer team, except for me and my friend Reagan. And then I think it was, we had, I think, two or three under, like, oh, Phil, I don't know if this, like, like I said, I don't know if I, this is 100% right, but I think that there was like two or three underclassmen that were on varsity. And of course they didn't get in trouble, but I don't think that they went to the party. So everyone else got in trouble and everyone else was basically just told that they were getting ISS. Now, of course it was hilarious to me and probably in Reagan and like, you know, the other people that didn't get ISS because we didn't get in trouble. But to these girls, you, there was no difference than you telling them that they had to go to prison for five years. They made this such a big deal. And I know that in the, it seemed like a big deal at the end of the day, especially if they were like you were senior, because especially you go into school, you got a scholarship, or if you already got accepted somewhere, you don't want that to affect you. Right. 
So I get that. However, I'm making a joke about the situation because all of these people that I was cheering with and stuff have gone to college, gotten their degrees. They're living their life. Okay. This shit did not affect them. Now, that may have other reasons why it didn't affect them. But at the end of the day, like, I live in a small town. These people are very much fine. Okay. But how, like, they acted was just hilarious because you would have thought that they got sent to, to the war for like six months people were so mad and then people were mad at me and reagan because we didn't get iss now i think and i've talked to like like i said i've talked to her i've told her that i was going to tell this story so i have her permission but i don't think she went because like she didn't get in trouble because she didn't go to the party because i think she like had already kind of gotten grounded or something so she was like look i wasn't even there so of course i didn't get in trouble now i was there but like I said, I know how to act. I wasn't drunk. I wasn't making a scene. And like I was chilling. So sorry, they didn't get my name. Good. Glad they didn't because I didn't want to get ISS. And I did not want to go to my Puerto Rican dad or my black mom and say, hey, I got ISS because I probably would have got slapped into next week. Not saying that they violate, like they're not violent towards us or be didn't beat us. But still, if you know, you know, like I'm not going to tell them I got ISS. Like I would literally rather... I don't even know. I would, like it's not even scary doing ISS. It's more scary telling my parents that I got ISS. Fuck the ISS. I do that. It's more scary having would have to tell them that I had to get ISS for going to a party, which I was honest about going to parties and stuff. My parents were chill like that. Like they were kind of like, "Look, be safe wherever you're going. Like I need to know because I need to make sure if anything happens, like you're okay. Like of course if you go there, don't be stupid, don't be doing drugs or anything, but also live your life. So I remember one, it just wasn't that big of a deal because we, at that point we knew in high school, like I had already taken fucking papers to ISS before to know that they don't do shit in ISS. Like you just sit there and like, not even in silence because they allow you to have your phone. So I'm like, how are people getting ISS because they won't give teachers their phones to go to ISS to sit on their phones? Like, do y'all not see how finesse that is? Like, that's not a punishment, babe. That's a day off from your ass. So I remember one of the girls on the cheer team was, and I don't even know if she ever, if she even knows this, but she was trying to basically, like she was mad that I didn't get ISS because she saw me at the party and she was mad that I didn't get ISS and that I was the only one technically on the team that went to the party and didn't get ISS. But I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that you got in trouble. I don't know. Like, if you're if you're hanging out with people or, you know, people that you know is posting all these pictures and videos of y'all at the party acting a fool, you know that someone's going to, like, see it. And knowing how our coach was, like, girl, you know how our fucking coach was. She was not playing. She was terrifying. When she was yelling at us, like, girl, you already knew the risk. So, don't be mad that I was smart enough to not get caught in the situation. And yeah, it was just hilarious because then the day that they had ISS, like we had cheer practice after. <laughs> and I remember sitting there with Reagan and like one of the other cheerleaders and we were just waiting for them to like basically leave prison is how it acted. And it was hilarious. I don't know. It was hilarious. Like they were wearing like, sweatsuits and like not matching sweatsuits or anything but like 
it was just like they knew that they had ISS that day. And it's like, bro, y'all got to have it together too. So like, shut up. It's not like y'all had to, like, they could have really been like, no, you're going to have it during your first period. You're going to have it during your whatever, you know, or you're going to have it on this day. They let all y'all in there at the same time. Like, come on, come on. We privileged, whatever, like pretty privileged, cheerleader privilege, whatever the fuck. I don't know. And I get it. Like, I do get it when you're a senior and stuff. Like, you don't want it to affect your college and stuff. But like I said, they're completely fine now. And that whole situation was just, it was so pushed back into my brain. I literally was just thinking about ISS and how it was bullshit. And then I remembered it. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I cannot believe that I just remembered this. It was such a, like I said, it was such a big deal at the time. And people were so mad. Like, people were so mad that I didn't. And I'm like, bro, there was a legit video of you passed out drunk. And you're mad that I didn't get caught. I wasn't passed out drunk. <laughs> like, I was not passed out drunk at the party for everyone to see. I was chilling, keeping my cool. That's probably why I didn't get caught. But, yeah, it was fucking crazy. And I remember just being kind of, like, more scared that that girl was going to tell like the coach and that I was going to get ISS and have to tell my parents. Like I wasn't scared of ISS. I was scared to tell my parents that I had ISS over some bullshit, but yeah, I don't know if you guys had ISS in your school. Was it like that? Like, was it actually scary? I don't remember hearing a school where ISS was actually terrifying, where people were like acting better because they didn't want to go to ISS, which not saying you're supposed to like beat children to ISS. no, because half the time they get sent there for like bullshit. But I just think that, you know, normally you would want to make a punishment something that's like a okay punishment so that they learn their lesson and don't want to come back. Not a fucking hangout. Like senior year, so this was this happened junior year, but senior year, I had early release both semesters because I had basically gotten done with all my classes. So by the time senior year came, it was kind of just a time for me to, like, bullshit. Like, you know, take those bullshit classes. So senior year was lit for me. Like, I took, I think my first semester, I had, like, I had dance for first period. Then I had English honors. And I think I had, like, world history honors. No, I had dance. I literally had three classes so I had dance I had English and then I had dance again and this is my first semester like I literally had dance twice in a semester but it was because I didn't have any other classes to take and you know when you don't have classes to take you can obviously like leave early or go in later however like you know you still have to take a minimum of whatever classes and I had already taken all the levels of dances like from level one to advanced whatever but I was like hey I need some credit so we'll take it again my first period, I had dance, but that was my actual dance class. So that was, like, me retaking my, like, last senior whatever dance. And then I had English. And then my third period was dance again. But that was more me being, like, a teacher assistant and, like, helping the teacher out with, you know, the students. And then I would leave early. And that semester was interesting. Like, I knew that generation was crazy then because – which. I mean, Gen Z, like, we're fucking crazy. But still, I remember when I was a senior this year, that class that I was taking or teaching, kind of, was, like, all freshmen. And they were bad as hell, low-key. Like, some of them, like, it was just, just 
the stuff that they were like talking about. I was like, y'all are babies. Why the hell are y'all talking about this? And I think because I was obviously the only senior there to like help teach it, they were like trying to be cool and like be like, everybody, like blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, girl, like I'm not, like they would be asking me like inappropriate questions. And I'm like, bro, I'm not getting in trouble telling you about some shit. Like, I'm not about to, like, you're asking, I'm not about to teach you how to put in a tampon and shit. What the fuck are y'all asking me? Like, these were the questions that they were asking. But I don't know. Like, I get it. Maybe they were just looking at me as, like, more of, like, a big sister trying to help them, which was great. And I love that. But also, like, we're in school. Y'all are childs. Childs. Y'all are children. So, like, chill out. But I remember one day I had to go and give this, um one of the girls in dance went to ISS and I was shocked that she went to ISS. But then the reason was like, because she wouldn't give the teacher her phone. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. So she was like, yeah, like, can you just go and like drop off her work and like tell her, you know, the plan for rehearsal, blah, blah, blah. So I remember I walked in and bro, like again, chilling. And it just sucks because I was like, damn, she's a freshman. So she already knows ISS ain't shit. So by the time she's a senior, she's not going to care. And, yeah, I just remember they were just all, like, sitting on desk, like, the teacher that was, like, the, there was, so, there was an actual ISS teacher, but I'm pretty sure they were, like, really old, and they just sat there, and they just did not, like, care. Like, they just let you do whatever. But sometimes substitutes would come in, and, of course, they didn't care. But they were just living it up in ISS. And I was just sitting there, like, damn, bro, like, this is kind, like, I hope that, I don't know. Because I don't know. I just feel like teachers and like are so important. I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I do think that teachers are very important. Like we all have those teachers that we will always remember and that we really appreciated. And like, you know, they're the ones teaching our youth. Like, you know, they definitely need to get paid more. Like these are people that are teaching our kids and spending a lot of time with like our kids, like the generation. And I, yeah, I don't have kids, but you know what I mean when I'm saying like child, just children in general. And yeah, I think it really can show a difference if someone has had like an, a teacher or something that has really inspired them and bettered their life, whether it was helping them with communication skills or just helping them not be shy or find a passion that they like. Like, I think every, a lot of people have those experiences where they have those one or two teachers or whatever that really kind of change their life in a way. So yeah, you know, like, I feel like we definitely need more teachers like that, that like care and they actually want the best for their kids. They don't want to just send all their kids to detention or ISS or OSS because they just look at them the wrong way and they don't want to have to deal with it. Like, you know, I think that it's important to have, you know, teachers that actually care about, not like care about disciplining the kids, but care about like showing them what's wrong and what's right in a positive way so that they know not to keep making those mistakes. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about like ISS and how like of a big deal we thought it was. In reality, it was just like bullshit. And I was just like, oh, well, it's just one of those things like always in school where, you know, it's like they care so much about the shit that they shouldn't care about in school. Like, you're so concerned about someone wearing a fucking tank top and showing their shoulders, yet, like, the kids that are actually doing shit, you know, or getting in trouble, like, they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, that's one of those things, which I feel like it probably has changed a lot from when I went to school. 
I mean, obviously schools now have like way more other fucking problems, you know, unfortunately, but I don't know. It could be just that I was grew up in the South in a small town and Bible Belt area where that's all they care about is controlling fucking. Okay. Let me get like, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to get political because y'all probably know where I was going with that. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that whole controlling women thing, I think it just starts in schools, honestly. I just think that, you know, like when y'all are more concerned about fucking wearing leggings than teaching the kids, that's where, you know, things should be, you know, changed. That's where things should be put in, you know, some changes should be made. But hopefully it's gotten better. I don't know. I hope y'all had, I know this is like a weird episode. I kind of talked about a lot, but I just, I don't know. I just wanted to reminisce about like funny ass memories and things that I had as a kid. And this probably will be a series. This definitely isn't going to be something where I'm like one episode. I want it to be multiple episodes of like me talking about like things from childhood, like music, movies, fashion. Even when I start getting guests on, I want it to be the same thing, you know, when we get guests so that we can start or not start that we can sit down and talk about things that we experienced and all of that stuff. So yeah. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. Of course, follow my Instagram page for the podcast at sweet nostalgia podcast. That is my Instagram name for the podcast. And then my personal Instagram is it's Brit I T Z period B R I I T T. So, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed. And, of course, please send me, you know, any questions, any topic ideas and everything on my page. I'm still trying to get, like, a Discord or something up to where I can find a place for you guys to submit things. I do have a link tree that does have all of my links and stuff, but I am in the process of trying to get, like, a Discord or something up so that... I can have one place where my submissions go. So please, of course, also check that out. Like I said, I'm going to put all of these links on my Instagram just so that that can be the main place where you can go to find whatever you need to find. But have a great, amazing day, night, morning, wherever you are, my sweeties. And be safe. You know, it's crazy out here. But have a good one. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.